What's good, everybody? Welcome back to another East of Stratford podcast. And it's been about a week since we last posted. Vishnu, when was the last time we posted? Yeah, it's been about a week. It's been about eight, nine days. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, and in that time, we've played two games. We fucking crushed Bruges 5-0, but Bruges are absolute shit, so I'm not going to put too much stock into that. But most recently, we played Everton last night, and we're probably going to put this up the day after. So probably two days ago for you, and it was 1-1. There's a lot of talking points from this game. But before we get into those, what's up, boys? How are you doing? Vishnu, doing good? Good, man. Good. Busy week. Not really. I've just been slacking at work. <laughs> the podcast. Gonna record next. Got so much content in. <laughs> Karthik, how are oh, you, bro? I'm fine, dude. Last night was rough, though. So I've been better because okay. of the fucking game. Okay, I just, I, I should probably say that too. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> yeah, you were like, why was it rough? Yeah, no, no, it was, it was because of the game, guys. Otherwise, it was fine the night. Before. Okay, you're yeah. good. Right. And everyone right, give Vishnu's mom a shout out. It was her, it was her birthday last night. Yeah. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. You want to hear what Arman said earlier? Wishing her this way. <laughs> Yeah, dude, I was telling Vishnu, like, um, he should have told his mom to F off. He needed to watch the game. She's had 50 birthdays. Everton is more important. Um, <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah. We made make that. Uh, the major talking points, David De Gea fucks up on three minutes in. Calvert-Lewin scores probably the easiest goal that he'll ever score in his life. The second point was Bruno scored an absolute worldie again. We're coming to expect this from him. And the third thing was VAR. Uh, VAR, again, was a major talking point in this game. But, Karthik, let's start with David De Gea. Dude. Oh, we're starting with De Gea? Wow, dude. I mean, yeah, dude. I mean, it was... It was completely unnecessary, but I think it was, I, I don't, but I don't think it was just him though. I feel like the entire team yesterday lacked a lot of focus. I don't know why. They just seemed so distracted. Like the mistake was completely stupid. We could have, we could have won that game the way that first half was going to begin with. I mean, if you take away the third minute goal or whatever, mm-hmm. but yeah, it was a terrible mistake, man. But yeah, I know where this, where this is leading to now and we're talking about whether De Gea should be with us or not anymore. Uh, but I'm still with De Gea. We can get into this later. But yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think we should give him too much slack for it, personally. Yeah. What do you think, Vishnu? You did you see the highlights? What did you think? Yeah, I um, I uh, watched starting. Actually, I watched the goal that we conceded okay. straight up. Um, yeah, he had ample time with the ball. He should have cleared it. Um, Ages ago, actually, or at least made a short pass. I don't know what got into his mind. He's been with, he's been, he's had so much experience doing this as well. So it's quite shocking to see. Um, he's done this a bit recently as well. Like we've been, if you've noticed the previous games that we've played, we've been playing short passes a lot, even from the goal kick. But then um, for some reason, we decided to go long a lot more today. Um, don't know, it, it completely disheartens you as a Man United fan because you see, a guy who's been with the club for more than 10 years, 
do something silly like this and uh, it cost us two points there. But I do have to say that like right out of that, two minutes later, he made a world-class save, which we've seen David De Gea do time and again. Um, in the 68th minute, he made another save, a wonderful save in the second half. And in the 92nd minute, before the whole bar controversy, he had a yep. quick reflex, ridiculous save, which most goalkeepers won't be able to get that. The talking points is obviously like <clears throat> it does hurt that he has messed up in this game. But um, if you've his body language didn't really slow him down after that, he was still like upbeat for it, he was still playing well. He was playing his heart out, uh, made three world-class saves. But if you see some other goalkeeper in his position, he might have fucked up, conceded four or five, three goals. You know, you never know. So overall, yeah. I think he did have a good game. But yeah, the question really comes up to is, is he good enough to still compete for that Man United jersey? Yeah. Yeah. I, and I think, I think he's definitely good enough. Like, you know, we're United fans. Like, we can't get you know, carried away with where we are. He's still a world-class keeper. And I want to preface everything with what I'm about to say, saying that I love David De Gea. He's been our best player of the decade by far. Like, no one even comes close. He's literally yeah. kept us up in top four, top five positions by himself over the Louis Van Gaal, David Moyes, uh, start of Jose. He's done it by himself. Uh, but... Now I get into the point where, dude, last night, that, like, that was unacceptable, dude. He literally had all the time in the world. Uh, you know, and he, he had two square passes to Maguire and Lindelof, either yeah. side. And he decides to take it so nonchalantly and just kick it and right into Calvert-Lewin. I think that was a huge mistake, and I, I want to give him props. You know, it, it's very tough. Go ahead, Karthik. Yeah, he definitely... Like, I agree. Like, he definitely took that time for granted. We could really see, like, you know, like, I want to go with, the, like, Maguire. He could have, I mean, considering the way we've been playing lately, especially, like, building up play from the back, he could have easily gone with the Maguire-Lindelof option. So there was no, um, I don't see why he decided to go long as well. So I fail to understand that. So, yeah, he definitely fucked up there. Like, no doubt. Yeah, and, and I so, think, yeah. you know, major props to him for, you know, coming back and making really good saves right after that because yeah. that's tough that'll yeah. play on your mind all yeah. game but, but united were playing shaky all game i feel because of that you know yeah. like we were like trying to get back in the game so quickly because of it and uh -huh. it really messed up this game i like you said vishnu i think it cost us two points but yeah. like i'm about to go on the bigger talking point is we have Sergio Romero, who has made one mistake. He did make his mistake very recently, too, against yeah. Bruges in his entire time at, at uh, United. And we also have Dean Henderson, who's on loan, who's 22 years old, at Sheffield United. And I just think that Dean Henderson is a good option for the future. He's already in contention for the Euro starting spot over Pickford, who fucked up on Bruno's... Um, yeah. Bruno shot. It was an amazing shot, but he should have saved that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what do you guys think, uh, Vishnu? Who do you like? Wh which way would you lean toward? Oh man, it's it's really tough to call this as well because uh, just like the two of you, we're like, I'm also a massive fan of David De Gea. I think he's been 
he's been he's been through thick and thin with Man United, and he's been a part of that post Ferguson era where we started fucking up a lot, where we started losing points a lot. So it's hard. It's really hard for me to say this as well. But uh, look at it, some statistics here. Um, in this season alone, um, De Gea has played 28 games. When we're, if we're comparing it directly to Dean Henderson, he's played 26 games. David De Gea has had seven clean sheets, while Dean has had nine. He's had 72 saves. Dean has had 66. Um, the most catching point about this is he's conceded 30 goals, while Dean Henderson has conceded only 22. And three goals that were due to his personal error, while Henderson had only one of those. Um, and if you carefully look at this as well, like when we're talking about the mistake that happened yesterday, um, we talk about the long balls that they play. Accurately, in this season, David De Gea has had only 64 of those, whilst Dean Henderson tripled that. He's had 181 accurate long balls. So maybe it is the mentality of the defense as well going ahead, but statistics don't lie. So um, this season, no doubt, Dean Henderson's done great. He's, he's actually done really well uh, from, for Sheffield. Um, but can he emulate this in the long run? I'm not sure because I remember that like when De Gea started as well, he was a very nervy, I think, 19-year-old skinny kid who made a lot of errors in the, in the goal. When he started off, I was like, my God, this guy is like a genius when it comes to saves and his reflexes. But at the same time, he's lacking a lot of uh, experience in the main stage. Um, it took him about two, three years to come get in there and then like become the world-class striker, that he, um, world-class goalkeeper that he was. Uh, but Dean Henderson's already got that experience. Um, he, this is, uh, if, am I correct to say that this is his first season? His Premier League season? In, in the Premier League, yeah. Yeah. So I, he's done a great job in his first year as well. The, I would, I don't know, guys. I would, I would honestly bring, I would definitely look at Dean Henderson as a critical option. I'm not sure. I think maybe. We'll have to have a go. I don't know how Ole is going to decide this either. Is he just going to... But I, I see Dean Henderson being part of the Man United plans next year. Not so sure about that. Karthik, what do you think? Um, yeah, dude. It's, it's, it's definitely not easy. But um, yeah, dude. I mean, Vishnu again has all the damn stats. So that actually also put, put it in some perspective for me as well. I mean, yeah, Dean Henderson has done fantastic, no doubt. Um, and I do think, yes, bringing him back to United is not a bad idea at all. But at the same time, I don't think Dehia needs to leave. I mean, see, at the at the worst, having Dean Henderson as even as a second goalkeeper, or even if he have a, if he play both goalkeepers on a you know consistent rotational basis, not just like Premier League and you save the other goalkeeper for Europa, but like constantly rotate them in all games, you know. So having two world-class goalkeepers, I don't think is such a bad option. I can see Romero going, which I don't mind. I mean, yes, Romero has been fantastic for us. But at the same time, he has not played as many competitive games as compared to David De Gea. I mean, um, extremely competitive games, like, um, you know, against bigger teams, against top-tier teams. Um, So, yeah, I think Henderson coming in is not a bad idea at all, but... I don't think we should. Uh, De Gea definitely shouldn't. I think we should give him at least another season with us um, because we, we saw the world class saves that he made against Everton as well, right after that, you know, terrible error. So you know that 
he still got it in him. It's just he needs to be a little bit more focused. And I think the entire team, which we saw yesterday too, they were kind of all over the place, like making silly mistakes, giving ball, giving possession away way too easily. And I think you know things that when we played against Bruges, for instance, like it for me, like that was one of the most perfect games we played. I agree, Bruges was not a good team, but mm-hmm. we did not make any errors that game to begin with. And I think every in every part of the field, we were pretty spot on. So, yeah, I just think it's it was just a matter of distraction, I feel. And, yeah, this this has been happening consistently throughout the season. I think that's also why we have been struggling so much with, you know, winning games consistently as well. So, I think it's just mentality, and I think we're slowly getting there overall. So, I don't think it's something to really be worried about. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, fair enough. But, see, my thinking is... David Gea is still a world-class goalkeeper. Like, legitimately a world-class goalkeeper. But there are a lot of teams that still need goalkeepers. Real Madrid, Thibaut Courtois sucks. Like, he he actually sucks dick. Uh, Bayern Munich. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was just saying, like, Courtois has been having a better season, though. Like, I watched the El Clasico as well last night. And he's been much better. I mean, last season he was absolute shit. So, yeah, you never know with the guy. But, yeah, fair. Go on, yeah, fair enough. Fair yeah. enough. Bayern Munich, Neuer is gonna retire at some point. Yeah. You know, PSG, uh, Kaylor Navas, he's he's amazing, but he's old. So these are three big teams that could use a goalkeeper, a world class goalkeeper, and they would be willing to invest. And I feel like okay, maybe next year is not the perfect year, but you could still get forty to forty five million for De Gea. He's a fucking world class goalkeeper. You bring in Dean Henderson, who's a 22-year-old, who you, he will be 23, and you have someone for the next 10 to 15 years. He's not better than De Gea. I don't even think it's you know possible to say he's even close. But you know you have someone for the next 10 years. I like the idea of bringing him in as a sub, uh, yeah. as a sub to De Gea. But the issue is that if he does overtake De Gea and take that first spot from him. De Gea's value will just plummet and we'll get nothing for him. And I think That's for fair. right I now... I, yeah, I didn't think of it from that point. But yeah. We will still get good value for him. I don't think Dean Henderson is such a big drop-off that that $45 Because we're bringing him in for free. We could use that $40 million elsewhere. We could use it for a center mid. We could use it to bring in Jaden Sancho. And I think that would have more impact on the team and the deterioration from bringing Dean Henderson in. That's my thinking. I think we should go with Dean Henderson. But again, I've only watched a few games and some highlights, so I can't really know. But that's my thought. Um, but I think, you know, we're all on the fence. We all love De Gea. De Gea is amazing. He's been our best player over the last 10 years. No shit to him. Everyone makes mistakes. And let's move to the next topic. So the next uh, big thing was Bruno scores again. Like, should we even talk about this stuff anymore, uh, uh, Vishnu? Like, he just keeps scoring. Like, he keeps doing something. Yeah. I'm running out of superlatives, man. I'm running out of superlatives to, like, destroy, uh, to um, talk about Bruno Fernandes. He's just surprising me more and more every day. He looks like he's playing in a completely different Manchester United team as well. Um, Since he's arrived, uh, we did talk about it after the um, Watford game, I think. After that, he's done two more great performances. He's won five out of five Man of, man of the Match awards now, which is ridiculous. This guy is just on another planet. Oh, did he's, he win the uh, Man of the Match game uh, yeah. last 
No, I think that was I think Maguire won it yesterday. Yeah, I think Maguire won it. Yeah. Oh, okay. I think so. But yeah, Some, fair enough. Whatever. Yeah, four been, out of five. Oh, well, I think this is his first goal for Man United from an open play as well. What a strike it was. Um, I saw like as soon as we were when I was watching that when he had the ball, it didn't look like he was going to score. Like I thought he was going to drill in it, drill it in a little bit more as well. He's going to go two more, take a little turn, and then take a shot. But this guy like surprised me completely. I didn't take, I didn't think he would take a shot, and it went through, slipped through. I think it was a very low um, shot, low effort as well, which is why um, Pickford couldn't save that. Um, his saves, his hands were a bit like higher than where the ball went. Um, yeah, but this guy's been ridiculous, man. He's had 100% dribbles yesterday. 18 final thirds passes completed, the most in the game. Five tackles won, seven ball recoveries, six shots, and a goal. This guy's on another level right now. And, Dude, I yeah. think that seven tackles won is the most impressive stat. Like, I think that was yeah. the, the game high as yeah. well. That's ridiculous, dude. Seven tackles is a fuck ton. He's doing everything. Yeah. Yeah. It looks yeah. like the complete, he's like, it looks like the complete midfielder package. Um, he does everything. He's running back. You see his like intent as well. He just wants to get the ball. He wants to score all the time. Ole was also saying that the other day when he played 85, I think it was Bruges when he came out after 85 minutes or something. Ole was like, yo, it's, it's really cold. Why don't you go inside and warm up? And, yeah. uh, Bruno was like, nah, fuck that. I'm going to sit in the stands and watch the game. I want to see the end. I want to see the end. So it really shows that he's quite interested. He loves the, the, the sport of football. He loves to be part of the team. He's in everything. He's taking control, which is amazing to see. Mesmerizes me, man. Every single time, yes, this yeah. guy with the ball is just pure, pure joy to watch. Yeah. Yeah. Karthik, yeah. what do you think? Yeah, he's he's exactly what we needed, man. I mean, I can't. I mean, is there anything more to say? Like Vishnu's probably said it all. Um, but yeah, I mean, you see it in him, dude. Like you see that despite all the hype. Like remember when we got Sanchez in and the hype that was around Alexis, mm -hmm. especially like, and you know, I feel like that got to his head a lot. Like you know, you could you could see like that affected him a lot. Like he felt the pressure of being a United player and like what he needs to live up to, you know? But Bruno doesn't seem, like, changed at all by the fact that... I think that's what's so great about it. Like, he just wants to play football. He wants to play good football. He wants to win games. And I think that's that's exactly the kind of mentality we need, you know? And, you know, once... You know, so I think he's 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 starting to do... Um, put that into... Uh, st he's starting a culture within United, like, amongst the players and stuff, which... Which is evident. I can see that. Like even yesterday, when um, when De Gea made that mistake, and I was really impressed with what uh, Love did. Um, can you guys hear me? Yeah, yeah, I see. yeah, yeah. I hear you, bro. We you, you frozen the even back. Yeah. So we heard you up to. Um, I was very impressed with what Lindelof did. Yeah. Yeah. So. <clears throat> When De Gea made that mistake, right? Um, Lindelof was the first one. Like he was like, just he. There was there was not a moment where they were like, oh fuck, what the fuck did you do? There was no one, you know. That there was not a negative reaction. Like the reaction mm -hmm. after that was just completely positive. And I don't, I don't, I don't think this uh, the United team last year would have had the same reaction if it if the same thing had happened. So I think that was, you know, it's it's showing. Like in little ways, I mean, I can see the positives in this. Not a great game, but. Yeah, I mean, it's 
Yeah, it's possible. Yeah, I think I think you know I I don't want to push too much on this because you guys covered it very well. Bruno is yeah. just an instant impact to the team. My biggest thing was that seven tackles is so impressive. Yeah. He's yeah. not like a ten. He's not an eight. He's not a six. Like you don't like Pogba. I love yeah. Pogba. I still love him so much. But you have to put him in one perfect position, or else he cannot play well. Apparently. But this guy, dude, you could put him as a deep-lying midfielder or an attacking midfielder, or I bet even on the wing, and he would be productive for you. So that's what I really love about him. Like, he's a very old-school type of midfielder yeah. with modern, yeah. you know, exactly. skill set. Yeah, I, that's, like, yeah, so, yeah that's what he feels like. Yeah, very old. So, yeah, yeah let's, let's, let's move on to the last talking point of the day. It's uh, what a lot of people are calling Varchester United. <laughs> <laughs> I'm totally I okay with love that. it, dude. Yeah. yeah, I love it. I love how our last three episodes, <laughs> the ending has yeah. all been about VR. Yeah. I mean, that just shows, man. Like, what the yeah. fuck, <laughs> dude? <laughs> like, you know, there was a little feeling of me when he, when Calvert Lewin scored, even though I didn't see anything. I didn't yeah. see Sigurdsson on the <laughs> yeah. ground. Uh, but to give you guys some context, if you didn't um, watch the game, Sigurdsson was in front of De Gea when Calvert Lewin took a shot. He was in an offside position. He moved his feet. The ball would have hit his feet. He moved his feet, and the ball ended up going in. So they called that for offside for interfering in play. But like I was saying, I didn't see that at all. And I was just like a little part of me was like, dude, Varsky called this off. <laughs> like <laughs> for some reason, I just felt it. Like this, it didn't seem out. real. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Karthik, was that like a correct decision? Was it bullshit? Was it actually Varchester United? Um, yeah, I mean, it was it was a correct decision by from what I think, and the reason I say this is because um, if Sigurdsson had not moved his feet, the ball would have hit his feet, right? Yeah. And that that would have been automatically ruled as offside, right? Yeah. So him moving the feet means that he was still in play, like. You know, I agree that it wasn't like completely obstructing Daya's vision or anything. Like, I feel like if Sigurdsson wasn't there at all, yes, the ball would have still gone in. But yeah, but I just feel like because Sigurdsson was in play and his him moving his feet had a lot to do with that decision. So yeah, I mean, I agree. I completely agree. Like, I think um, yeah. it was the right decision. Fuck yeah. Vishnu. But, Lucky again. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely lucky. We we keep getting away with these as well. It's incredible how it works our way now. And fuck it, I'm gonna bask in all this glory. I'm gonna take it home. <laughs> yeah. The, day. Uh, the Premier yeah. League actually made a VAR statement. Uh, they made an official statement on this, and they said that the on-field decision was to award the goal, but the VAR advised the referee that Sigurdsson was in an offside position, directly in the line of DDG and made an obvious action that impacted De Gea's ability to make a save. I don't think De Gea would have saved that, to be honest. It was a deflected ball. He was moving. His body was away from the, the, where the ball was yeah. heading towards. And um, yeah, so in a way, this statement kind of doesn't make sense to me because De Gea was nowhere close to saving that. Uh, but again, this is um, it's extremely fortunate that we have been... We got away with it. I do agree with their decision completely because um, you can't just lift your legs up and you know pretend that you were never there because you were. Uh, 
yeah, it's an offside rule that it's sad. It sucks that it is in the 90, 92nd minute, I think, as well. It saved, yeah. us, yeah. saved us from the yeah. blush. It's holy shit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. In a week where Leicester lost, Tottenham lost as well, oh, I think. Chelsea yeah. drew. So this seems to happen every time for us as well. When other so, teams, we don't, yeah. we really don't capitalize on those. Um, but yeah, I'm okay with it. It's um, at least now it's now we we're on a seven match unbeaten run, I think, which is still good, still good statistics to have. Yeah, I uh, I do agree with it. It just sucks for. Um, you know, honestly, I think it's a little bit of a gray area as well. But because imagine if you are a striker and you are, you know that you are in an offside position, right? And the ball passed you. Say it wasn't like an attack, in an attacking play. The ball was passed to you and you know you're an offside. So you walk, you just walk away from the ball. But like the, the pass was intended to you, but you walk away from the ball. But you don't, you don't see them calling that offside. If, say, if another but, player from the wing collects the ball, and passes the ball and scores. You know? How how does that work then? I, I think, you know, I think that's a good point. But I do think that this is like a direct impact on yeah. the goal. Because the ball yeah. literally would not have gone into the net if he didn't yeah. move. Yeah. It literally would not have gone in. That means he was a part of the play. And he did move. He made an action which resulted in the ball going into the right. net. Yeah, so yeah. that's why I think it's offside as well. You know, the same argument as Karthik. What the Premier League put out, it, it's, it is a bit, like, strange. But you never know in the last, like, you know, in the millisecond of a ball moving so quickly. If De Gea lost sight of the ball, even for, like, a nanosecond, that can yeah. throw his balance off, right? And if his balance is off, that's why he may have been leaning to one side. Yeah. So I, I, I do feel yeah. shit for because they deserve the win. Like the second half was all Everton. They were putting so many corners in. Like I was scared every single time. But Maguire was a king. That's why he won yeah. the match because he kept yeah. hitting the ball. Out. Um, he won almost every header, I think, dude. Yeah, like, dude. Yeah, everything it was that insane. came. Yeah. So Luke Shaw deserves a bit of credit as well. I think he had a good game as well. He was defending, yeah. clearing the lines yeah. really well. He was stopping those uh, abrupt. Um, through balls that Everton was trying to play. Yeah, yeah. shout out to Luke Shaw as well, man. He's been doing pretty well, to be honest. Like now that I think about it, like if Lucas yeah. could just lose some weight, <laughs> goddamn, dude, it's the way he's made, man. <laughs> dude, um, nobody's. <laughs> I don't know, dude. <laughs> when he's moving like this, ah, jiggles. Shit. Yeah, no professional footballer has <laughs> jiggles when they move. As well, like Matic had a great shot as well, didn't he? He had a good first two match. shots, he had two yeah. great shots. That that ball that he, um, I think hit the crossbar, like or the woodworks, yeah. like it was there was no way he was stopping, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know, I think Everton completely deserved that, but you know, towards the end, like. The last 15 minutes, I was just like, if we can get a draw here, draw. I'm happy. Yeah. Because Chelsea's going to drop more points. Tottenham are completely fucked, and we're playing them. So hopefully yeah. we can get another win there. Yeah. Uh, but we do have a tough few fixtures coming up with, like you said, yeah. Man City and Tottenham. So it's going to be a tight one. But I think that's a good place to end up. You boys want to add anything before we close? We're doing a short one today. Uh, I mean... I mean, just if you, Darby if, Rooney's like, coming. Rooney, Rooney's hey. 
Faza. He's back finally. But he's already back. been back as part True. of another team. Yeah, he's I know, but, but it's nice every time he comes back, man. Is it? Like, it is, man. You're just fucking I want to add something as well. If anyone's like um, <laughs> still watching it till this point of time, yeah. uh, just <laughs> we'll put Armand's like address down below. Go, yeah. you know, feel George, free to leave yeah. him some gifts or like whatever you want to do with him because it's been a real pain in the ass to deal with the last week. Yeah. <laughs> How about the pain in the ass? <laughs> <laughs> All yeah. I'm saying is. Rooney was fat as shit for the last five years of his career, dude. You have fat it. shamed two players on this podcast. Fuck. We're definitely, <laughs> people are definitely fuck. not going <laughs> to... YouTube yeah. is definitely not pushing this now. Yeah. Dude, I know we're not, like, we're not monetizing this shit, but if we are, yeah. we'll definitely be demonetized, boys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I don't know. If you're an athlete, you can't have jiggles. And that's my last point. All right. I think you guys have anything else. Whoa, 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 whoa. No. Okay, okay. Yeah, dude. It's like that's not entirely true. You seen boxing nowadays, baby? Okay, you seen dude. Tyson that's Fury? a different sport. That's a different. Yeah. Sport. <laughs> okay. This is you need. A, this is oh. a different sport. That's right. a power sport. This is like. Uh, we're going off topic. All right. More fat shaming from me. Uh, thank you everybody for tuning into the podcast. We'll be back very, very soon with another episode. So make sure to stay tuned. Look at us on Instagram. Vishnu's been putting in a shit ton of work uh, to make right. sure that that shit is coming right. out good. So check us out there. We have good content on Facebook as well. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Put that notification button or whatever it is on. And yeah, stay tuned. See you guys later. Bye. Peace out.